Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. This weekend, Formula One heads to the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. On the podcast today, I'll be joined by a man, Jonathan Noble, and a man in Italy, Roberto Kinkaro. We'll be discussing potential disruptions because of severe weather conditions. The Department of Civil Protection has issued a red alert weather warning with thunderstorms and even landslides predicted in that region of Italy. How will it affect the Grand Prix? We'll make sure we ask Roberto on the podcast today. We'll also discuss the new tyre regulations, which will force drivers to use hard, medium and soft compounds in the qualifying sessions. And finally, with many teams scheduled to bring upgrades this weekend, the wet weather has already delayed some of those plans. But what about news about Ferrari? And as for Mercedes, their comprehensive upgrades scheduled for this weekend, will they turn up with the increased risk of damage in slippery conditions and the lack of any meaningful data if there's no dry running. I wonder how that will affect things. Let's find out with our experts. First of all, Roberto, welcome back to the podcast. We'll come to you first. Uh, Last time we saw you and talked to you on the podcast, it was at the launch in the beautiful sunshine of the brand new Ferrari for this year. A little bit different today. I can see you sitting inside, staying out of the rain. How are things? Well, uh, hello, everybody. At the moment, we have... uh, Flooding in the in some some zone not very close to Imola, about 30-40 kilometers. Uh, there is a weather alert that uh, is including Imola zone. The schools are closed, for example, in, in Bologna and all the zone around uh, the city. But at the moment, road conditions, for example, are good. The good news is the uh, is that according with the with the weather forecast, the situation should be better in the in the next days. We hope uh, the rain probably still fall, but uh, not hard like in the first day of the week. So there is a concrete hope that uh, the Grand Prix weekend uh, program should be not affected by the, the weather condition. And uh, But of course, John, bring bring the umbrella with you and don't forget uh, the waterproof <laughs> shoes. Eh? That's very important. The, we- the wellies are going to get packed. 
Hang on, you're going to Italy in May. You shouldn't be packing the whirlies. <laughs> uh, John, we've had wet races before. We've had races cut short. Adelaide in 91, Spa famously very short. Uh, are we at risk of even a Formula One race being cancelled because of the weather? Surely not. No, I don't. I don't. I think cancellations too much. I, mean, I know the situation's pretty dire, but we've we've been through events. I mean, I mean, let's think of the the typhoon that rattled through Suzuka. So F one has a has a way of getting through these big events. You know, it has to deal with these problems on track. Spa's thrown the worst of it. Suzuka's thrown the worst of it. So I think the track side of things shouldn't be too much of an issue. F one, FI knows what it's doing. I think perhaps the widest issue is kind of the disruption to spectators, to teams, to media getting in and out of the circuit. I know last year, um, Roberta's probably had the same experience, but it rained on, I think, Friday and Sunday, and the media car park was in a field that they'd done virtually no treatment to. I remember very well. I remember very well. <laughs> Everyone was getting stuck in the car park. They got what, tractors in to tow everybody out. So it was all a bit of a bit of a headache and a bit of a mess. And I think the media centres also moved this year. It's no longer above the pits. It's in a tent other side of the track. Um, so I think it's going to be a bit of a, maybe a disrupted weekend of getting soaking wet, stuck in car parks, uh, getting some messy, messy shoes, but uh, hopefully not too, not too disrupted for everybody. Okay, this will be more like uh, rallying in the in the the car park with your hire cars when you turn up there and you get off the plane. Uh, but but R- Roberto, can you tell us a little bit about how this may or may not affect some of the upgrades? We know about a big Mercedes upgrade. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm not sure if your home team Ferrari are bringing too many upgrades to this weekend. But do you think, with all the risk of perhaps extra damage, they would change their upgrade plan if it's going to not be a a, a straightforward weekend, so to speak. Can they learn a lot from this weekend? Or will they go ahead, do you think, as planned? I think that uh, in the wet condition, it's not easy for the engineers to, to judge how good is a new package. So I heard this morning that Ferrari has decided to postpone the new suspension to the Barcelona weekend. So um, at the same time, wet condition can be an opportunity. That's for sure. If you want to try something different, the margin of error are smaller. But uh, I think at the same time, uh, with the less grip drivers that have a a car with more downforce uh, are in a much better condition. And at the moment, the car with more downforce is Red Bull. So... uh, we see what's going to happen. Um, it's not easy, but in any case, for the the, the team that uh, has planned to introduce a new a new package uh, to to have a couple of sessions in the wet, because the data you 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 have are not the same with dry condition, of course, and they are not good to judge how good is the new aero package or not. Uh, Roberto, just a little more on that Ferrari suspension upgrade. Is that because it's not ready or because of the increased risk of damage and having a shortage of parts? No, because I think, uh, first of all, uh, I, I say not only, the, of course, there is the risk of damage, but uh, at the same time, if you want to, to, to judge if how good is the new package, you have to push at 100% and in the rain you cannot. So I think that is the, the, the main reason for that. And John, what about this big Mercedes upgrade that seems to be talked up more by Red Bull than anybody else? But that's all part of the game, right? They want to say, hey, we're not that far ahead. Well, maybe. Uh, But Mercedes themselves, the drivers, 
I saw George Russell kind of talking it down a little bit and just setting the expectations. What do we know about this Mercedes upgrade and what do you expect from it? Yeah, so it's, it's been talked about for, I think, since the Bahrain Grand Prix when Mercedes threw the towel in and realised that this concept, the zero pod concept, as it's become known, wasn't going to work, uh, needed a new path. So it's been worked on. It's a new floor, new side pods, new front suspension. I think it's always hard to, when teams bring upgrades, sometimes you can take kind of one step back to understand it, work out where the car needs to be set up, where the right platform is. So it's not automatically a step forward. So I wouldn't anticipate suddenly the Mercedes is going to be up there challenging Red Bull for pole in the wind. But I think what they do want to see, whether it's wet or whether it's dry, is it opening up a development path that this is a new direction for the team. They want a car that's more stable. They want a more consistent platform. A car where the driver can have confidence under braking that the, the kind of the rear end isn't going to overtake them. Uh, as they come in, which will instill a bit more belief in them that they can push harder and should deliver lap time. So there's many aspects they want to see that we may not see on the actual stopwatch. Um, but if it gives them direction, then I think that will give them the the kind of the, the indications they're going the right way and this is a, a path towards back towards the front of the grid. Can you help me understand a little bit more about when you say stability? Is that because after Miami, I had that question for you, which they were... You know, sort of respectfully nowhere really in qualifying and yet in the the first half of the race Hamilton again struggled second half of the race came alive had a really good result and and you said yeah that is all about uh, the car being more manageable and stability and consistency can you expand a little bit on that and explain what you know what that means and what this hopefully this upgrade does for the car I, th- I think it's all about giving the drivers the confidence that they they know what the car's going to do I think they haven't found the kind of stability that Red Bull has when you speak to other engineers other teams about where the Red Bull advantage is we all talk about DRS and this massive straight line speed advantage but the other engineers aren't talking about that they're talking about ride platform basically the, the Red Bull appears able to f- deliver consistent downforce whether the car's braking where it's accelerating under traction in high-speed corners, low-speed corners, everywhere. It's, it's completely stable, delivering t- to its peak. So its peak downforce, you know, maybe less than what other cars are doing, like Aston Martin, for example. But it can do it. It can deliver this area much more around the whole lap, and that's where the lap time is coming from. Uh, I think Mercedes has lacked that. Lewis Hamilton, in particular, has lacked confidence. And if you don't have confidence under braking, you don't have confidence that when you turn in, the rear end isn't going to overtake you you aren't going to go in at 100%. You're going to be slightly wary, slightly cautious. And I think in the race, drivers aren't pushing the limits to 100% as you are in qualifying. So you, kind of those little weaknesses that you can have aren't, aren't as exposed. Um, so I think this is what Mercedes want to do. They want to give Lewis and George absolute confidence that they know what the car is going to do. And I think that, in effect, may bring even more lap time than the out-and-out downforce gains from the upgrade. Roberto, any other upgrades that you are going to be looking for when you walk up and down the pit and paddock this week? Alpha Tauri have a new floor, Alfa Romeo and Bottas saying he definitely needs an Imola F1 upgrade package. Anyone else that you're going to be looking out for? I'm expecting something more with uh, Alpine, for example. I'm expecting some, probably something new in the, in the McLaren. I think all the team are in, are, uh, in, in the, the time of the season where they are start to introduce all the new package we already seen a uh, new package in uh, Miami someone in Baku um, the problem is that uh, it's difficult in this condition to to predict who will introduce the the, the, the new things or not because uh, as I said uh, it's not the best uh, to 
test the, the new part in the wet. So, uh, but I'm expecting the, the the first step, the final first step in Barcelona because Monaco is not the place that uh, consent you to evaluate how good is a package. All right, we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back on the podcast, we will discuss more of the big topics ahead of the Grand Prix this weekend. Stick around. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Roberto, can you talk a little bit more about perhaps the weather and the rain on the performance of the cars this weekend? I, I always say that rain is the great leveler. And Pat Simmons, who writes for our uh, GP Racing magazine, actually did a really interesting piece and also for the, the website as well as t- sort of disproving that. So if you look at the data and if you look at who does well in the rain, yes, drivers can have standout races and they can excel, but often the teams that are really good are always really good in the rain as well. So maybe that disproves what I say, which is rain is the great leveller, because the good teams are great teams. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about what you're expecting this weekend to see if it is extremely wet from the teams? It's Everything is more extreme in the wet. Uh, Of course, we always see more mistakes. Uh, It's not easy to manage for for the drivers. I cannot think about the visibility, for example. It's it's a big problem. And nobody has run the car in the wet condition just for, I think, John, it's happened just one session. I don't remember if they used a lot of the the, the wet tires this year. I don't think so. Uh, At the same time, I'm expecting something for drivers, for example, like Lando Norris. Uh, the first time that uh, I met because it's very good in the rain but uh, I remember last year also George Russell was impressive in Imola and um, I think um, that should be some uh, uh, quite surprise uh, uh, results but of course remember that Max is not bad in the rain of course and the car with more downforce normally in the rain is, 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 a, is something that uh, can make more the difference compared to the usual. How did the Italian press react to the problems of Leclerc and Miami? We saw him on the back of that scooter more than once recently, heading back after after mistakes. And we've seen some people saying, well, that's if you want the genius of Charles Leclerc, if you want the speed, you've got to expect this occasional things to happen. I think Anthony Davidson had some analysis to say, hey, maybe it was just a, a drain cover or something on that uh, on the apex that uh, that kind of spat him off a little bit. Not necessarily perhaps his fault, just the line that he happened to take. What's been the reaction in Italy to the the recent Leclerc mistakes? Is he being forgiven for it or criticised for it? Well, he was he was very honest. Uh, in the end, he said that uh, the car was lacking pace and consistency. 
he explained that uh, at some point he said in the same corner we had uh, oversteering and understeering and the car was suffering, uh, the was really affected. Um, was quite hard, but at the same time, I think that Charles, uh, in the past, uh, uh, he has earned respect for for many reasons. I think that the, um, the, during the 2021, um, was not easy for him to, to drive a Ferrari that was not competitive at all. Uh, but at the same time, when the car was uh, far from being competitive, he confirmed to be a team player. And uh, uh, he was so obviously because uh, it's not easy to, 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 uh, to stay in that condition. But he never wore the spoke out of the turn. He suffered, uh, uh, but he always confirmed uh, how much is, how big his love for, for the team. So in some way, I think that now Charles is in the condition to explain exactly the, the which kind of problem has Ferrari. Of course, in Miami, surprised a little bit because he did a uh, uh, very strong analysis with the car, but was what we see on the, uh, what we saw on, on track. So uh, I think from some way uh, people is respecting that uh, he's honest. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, for sure, there is nothing that he said that was... Uh, uh, not confirmed on track. I, every, I, don't, I didn't see anything bad and any media bad comments about the fact that, that he was very transparent. Yeah, and one of the things that I certainly love about following Charles' career is he is so honest. Was it the Azerbaijan crash where he was immediately on the radio saying, oh, I'm stupid, uh, when he crashed of his own mistake? And Formula One drivers just don't do that. They blame anyone but themselves. And it's that honesty that I think makes people fall in love with, with him as a person and, and follow him as a, as a sports person. Um, John, can you tell us a little bit more about new tyre regs this weekend what's it all about and how's it going to work well this is aimed about sustainability looking to the future that pirelli brings you know hundreds of sets to a grand prix weekend teams can pick and choose as they want but you get to sunday night and loads of those sets basically stripped down to the rims as they have to be after each weekend and, and wasted so what pirelli and the fi and f1 have worked on is an idea to reduce the number of sets that are bought so in effect more of the tires are used there's less wastage and we can move to a more environmentally friendly Formula 1. So normally teams get 13 sets of tyres. This weekend it's going to be 11 sets in a slightly different order. I'll have to look at my little notes here. (laughs) So normally uh, it's eight softs, three mediums and two hards. This weekend it's four softs, four mediums and three hards. So slightly shifted towards. Plus uh, in qualifying drivers have to use the hard in Q1 and the medium in Q2 and the soft in Q3, unless it's wet, but we won't talk about that just yet. <laughs> so in, in principle, it will make qualifying quite interesting because, you know, we've seen some cars like the Ferrari struggle on the hard, for example, so they could face more headaches in Q1 uh, just to kind of not trip up. So you're going to have this bit more jeopardy in qualifying. But I spoke to Mario Isler, the Pirelli F1 boss in Miami, about all this. And he said, actually, one of the other implications is, is that when we get to the races, normally teams have burned all their focused on the softs, trying to trying to keep keep the softs for qualifying so they burn through the mediums and hards in practice, get to the race and you get one soft, one medium, and then it kind of forces a one-stop because teams can't take the risk of going for two mediums because they haven't got two new mediums and the soft's no good, so you get boring one soft. Now there should be at least two mediums, two hards for the races. That should open up the possibility 
perhaps for teams to roll the dice a bit more and we get back to two-stop races. Because I think one of the issues with the racing this year is we've had quite predictable one-stops where everyone stops roughly the same time and that doesn't deliver exciting F1 races. Yeah, especially if there's a safety car and everyone's in that window and everybody does the same strategy, then it... Uh, it kind of takes away that that sense of jeopardy where people are on different strategies. Of course, we saw in Miami, I think whatever Max Verstappen would have done, he would have won that event. I know people kind of argue over the different uh, tyre strategies to Perez, but I think he was just on a, on a different level. Hey, talking of Miami, it's been criticised for having fake water there that won't be the problem this weekend Roberto there'll be too much (laughs) of the real stuff uh falling from the sky but how do you feel about leaving behind all the razzmatazz and you know the 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 VIPs and the influencers in their uh you know in their uh in their high heels and sunglasses walking around who might not be the most hardcore Formula One fans but that's okay everyone's welcome to returning to well you mentioned some mud in the car parks of a more classic traditional venue how are you looking forward to Formula One sort of just doing a different kind of uh, event can you imagine 23 24 races exactly with the same atmosphere the same context the same program Uh, I like that uh, that kind of the show we have seen in Miami Someone criticized it, but I think in Miami works. Uh, should be strange for me to see that one in Silverstone, probably, or in Imola, or in other places. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's American style, but we were in America, so it works. Uh, um, it's not easy to, to, to have 100% of consent from the people because everybody has a different view. Uh, but I think it's not. It's important to respect what uh, European, as you said, uh, the traditional places like uh, Monza, Imola, Silverstone, or Spa, to respect these places. But I don't see any problem to try to introduce something new in a new context. Uh, of course, I don't want to see the same show everywhere. That that, that that's for sure. Uh, different is the story about the, the the probably the race format, like the the. The, the spring qualifying format uh, uh, that I, I prefer to see six races than not, not 23 races with that format. So I personally quite, um, I have done nothing against the, the new idea. The most important thing is to respect the, 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 the value of Formula One, the historical value of Formula One. And uh, I like something new, but not the revolution. That is the point. Yeah. And John, they have made space in the day on Sunday to have that driver unveiling ceremony if they want to do it everywhere. I think it suited Miami. Do we know any more about how the weekend this weekend will be? Will we be welcoming out the drivers with their umbrellas or are they resting that particular feature for this weekend? No, I think it's planned for, I think, between six or seven more races. So you can probably suspect it will be Austin uh, Vegas, maybe Mexico. So I think more, more of the races where it fits. I think Roberto's right. It, it won't work everywhere. I think it is good we cater to, to new audiences and bring on audiences. And no one can knock the fact that F1 is now hugely popular in America. We spent decades and decades and decades failing to make a breakthrough in the United States. And it's now happened. The sport's massive, getting bigger. Everyone's loving it. American businesses are loving it. American fans are loving it. So this can only be good for Formula One. So if we've got to do things slightly different from America... That's fine. I don't. I don't have an issue with it. But I think one critical element that is important: we can't just have a Formula One that is just this razzmatazz and the show and the spectacle interesting drivers. The show on Sunday still needs to be a one. At the moment, there are some issues that need sorting on Sundays. A bit more analysis on what what's going on with the cars. What are the tyre strategies playing out? DRS zones. 
all this sort of thing. So I think, I think the racing could be better. Um, maybe a bit of analysis on what's going on there. So as long as the Sundays are great, I don't care what they do before the lights go out. Okay, guys, we'll leave it there. Thank you for joining us on the Autosport podcast for today to preview this weekend's Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. We'll see how the severe weather conditions affect Formula One. I don't think the race is it's going to be cancelled. I don't think it's uh, uh, close enough to the weekend. I think that would happen on the day itself if there was some disastrous event. So I think you know, it, it will happen, but oh, I just hope for the fans' sake we get... Uh, some meaningful running, some decent running on all three days. And, you know, we can all put up with a little bit of mud in the car parks if it means we get to see some fantastic on-track action. We'll see what the new tyre regulations throw up and also which teams do and don't bring their big upgrades for this weekend. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, remember, uh, you can also, if you want to, uh, get all of the brilliant content that we make online and also in autosport magazine delivered direct to you through your letterbox every thursday when autosport magazine comes out if you want to see all the glorious pictures and the deep dive analysis we do for the mag uh, then you can sign up to autosport plus you can do either a digital package or the print package usual stuff with subscriptions monthly or yearly payments bit of a discount if you pay for longer and you can even try it 30 days for free so go to autosport.com forward slash plus that is autosport.com slash plus if that sounds like something you would like to do and if you're already a subscriber thank you very very much for your support thanks for listening to the podcast today and we'll see you on the next one sports social podcast network